0: A good thing we have dev here today so th- a, totally. you know, a big shout out to dev Thank who you, is Jeff. uh in the the technical side of things today trying to <laughs> uh, trying to make sure the cameras are working um the mics are recording, and um everything sounds perfect um but more importantly more important than Dev, <laughs> we have Sarah in the studio today. Hello. Sarah, welcome to Bottled.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure it's, to be here.
0: <laughs> no, it's a pleasure to have you. I think it's it's been a long time coming. Um, mm. I met you, I think exactly, not exactly, but I think about a year ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, I think um, what I did notice about you is you have, you know what you're doing. Mm. De- definitely, <laughs> you, do, you, you have absolute knowledge and passion Thank about you. what you're doing. Um, and it really shows in your work.
1: Well, I like to give the illusion that I know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, fake it till you make it. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> but I, I know you're not faking it, Sarah, but <laughs> uh, but officially, welcome uh, welcome to Bottle. And, thank you so um, much. Sarah is the founder of Mamas on the Move.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been a journey to get here. But I'm excited to do this. I haven't done one of these before. So.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's It's the same with a lot of my friends. Mm. And that's the beauty of it. It's like you do something for the first time ever. You don't know how it's going to go down. And yeah. what I have realized is at the end of the hour or mm. at the end of two hours, however long you sit down, that other person is not the same again in a better way.
1: Yeah, right. That's interesting. Well, let's yeah. see how we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the it's power of conversations. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, tell us a bit about uh, Mamas on the Move because I r- want to get really, you know, into what you do as a business because when you told me about what, mm. uh, what the vision is, um, I was like, wow, th- I've never heard of this before. Yeah. and okay, I'd love cool. to sort of dive into what you do and, um, and a lot of things from there on.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, Mamas on the Move, um, basically, we empower new and expecting mums to move with confidence. Um, I work as a personal trainer. Um, but I'm qualified as a sports scientist. So, I like to kind of work on injury rehabilitation as well as just supporting mums through this time of their lives. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. When you, when you say supporting mums as in mm. uh, with um, exercises yeah. or?
1: Yeah, with exercise. So, a lot of mums and women that are pregnant don't know what kind of exercises to do. Yeah. Um, they feel quite limited because there's not the um, information out there. So, yeah, yeah, my job is just to work with them and help them exercise in a way that's safe for their bodies and for their babies.
0: Ah, do you have a do you focus on a certain you know how they say trimester or a period Mm. in a mom's life or to be mom's life where you're engaged with the moms as in a certain time period that's a a great
1: question so when a um, woman falls pregnant we take them on after 12 weeks gestation so after they're 12 weeks pregnant and we can train them well up until their due date so sometimes i train women and then they have their baby the next day at Uh 40 weeks really yeah yeah so i we often train them from one to two times a week. And the trimesters are all different. So like first trimester, because they're a little tired, that's when we kind of say, you know, rest, recover, and we will welcome you after you progress into your second trimester, which is 12 weeks and onwards. Um, And we just modify some of the exercises um, so they feel comfortable. But right up until the end, that's when things get tricky and we just change it up and it's more about supporting them through Exercises that feel good for their body. Mm. Um, as you can imagine, carrying yeah. ten plus extra kilos around their tummy gets a little bit hard to exercise at the end. Mm.
0: And it's a very anxious period as well, for right mm. for the mum, the mum, the dad, the family, whoever is around the mum. Totally. Like, what do you? If you're a mum, I've seen mm. a lot of pregnant women, and they're like confused about what to eat or what not to eat, mm. and. Do you exercise or do you not exercise? Do you go for hiking or do you not go for hiking? There's a lot of Googling involved. Yeah. Would you say you're the Google in that aspect? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I like to think so, but I am always learning. So, um, if I don't know what the answer to their question is, um, I usually refer them on. I have a few women's health physios that I refer on, but I like to think I'm a bit of a Google search, maybe in a a smaller way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. And um, so, when you're working with mums... Do you take on a certain limit in the class, as in uh, the number of Mm. mums in the class, do you have a certain limit? Uh, uh, That helps you work better in that aspect?
1: Yeah, I take on maximum six women per class, Uh but six women also means six babies. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) you've got six mums and six babies and I like to call it perfect chaos, perfect Um, organised chaos um, in mums and bubs classes. uh But yeah, that helps me kind of, hone into what they want to achieve out of the class, make sure they're exercising safely. I find over six mums just is a little bit too much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And obviously this may sound like a very generic question, but Mm. have you noticed that mums, when they have their second child or their third child, they're a bit more relaxed and Mm. they know what they're doing? Have you noticed That's a
1: great question. I think every baby is different and comes with their own challenges. Um, I'm not a mum, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. um, but what I have also heard is second, third time round, they kind of know what to expect um, and mm. kind of what their bodies might feel like um, after giving birth and also throughout their pregnancy. Yeah.
0: Know. Why do you think they sort of understand? How do you think they understand um, what's going on or what kind of environment they would like to be in? Mm. What do you think it is?
1: I think it's best. I always encourage women just to listen to their own bodies. And when women have their babies, we recommend exercising after they get their six-week check. But uh-huh. every mum and every pregnancy, every labour story is different. Um, so, sometimes we have women returning at 10 weeks postnatal after they've had their baby. Some women take six months to come back. So it just oh, really wow. depends on how they feel and how their environment's going and if they're getting enough support, it yeah. definitely takes a village.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was speaking to a friend as well. Uh, um, as a matter of fact, I'm, mm. I'm going to her place today uh, tonight. Um, yeah, cool. Her, her name's Nikki and she's a midwife. Oh, yes. Would you say what you do is like pre midwifery
1: Ooh, that's quite interesting. Um, that's a great question. Midwifery is so highly skilled mm-hmm. and definitely more like client or patient facing in that area where they're giving labor. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot I don't know about that, but it's such a interesting space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say I support women up until they have their babies and then definitely um, women like Nikki <laughs> take <Yeah>. the lead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you pass it pass yeah. mums
0: on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you've started doing online classes as well. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was looking at your website. So if Dev could pull us um, the website, Mama's on the Move, um, I was having a look at all the services that you have mm. and I was reading about you as well. Um, yeah. Uh, move solo move. Is, is that your slogan
1: yeah so empowering mums to move with confidence and we have move solo which is like one-on-one personal training yeah. um, move together which is like our mums and bubs and group training yeah and move online so that's like our online classes so we do zoom sessions for like personal training one-on-one as well as having an online platform where they can access lots of group classes oh. yeah
0: yeah. And Kids yeah. on the Move, you oh, said, yeah. is a branch. Yeah. No?
1: Kids yeah. on the Move is um, something fairly new, um, just working with children that may want to develop their um, fine and gross motor skills. But yeah. basically, it's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we just play. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. I work with kids um, as well in Canberra um, in schools. Yeah. I think for me, it was a very interesting experience because I, I grew up in Nepal for 24, mm. 25 years and, um, Moved here, and how we teach kids overseas, especially in Nepal, is so different to how children are taught here. Mm. Here, free thinking is is recommended or sorry encouraged for kids. It's like if kid if a child asks you a question, yeah, then the adults have a conversation with the child, and it's it's just a very nice way of bringing up a child. I think.
1: Yeah, how is that different to Nepal?
0: Yeah, it's. Nepal's very strict in the sense that mm-hmm. you grow up a certain way, like you grow up in a certain society and we put heavy focus on curriculum, as in school curriculum. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So, um, you've heard of Asian kids being good in maths, right? <laughs> yes. You, you've heard of Asian kids.
1: Maths <laughs> <Max> like- <laughs> is not my forte. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless you're Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked that? Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> um, but we focus a lot of on curriculum. It's like mm-hmm. we focus a lot on school. Like, get this done. You know, you've got to get an A in the test, mm-hmm. or you got to, you've got to. You know, learn the concepts of math- math- mathematics or science and then go from there. But here it's, it's not the same. It's like you're, you're focused on activities or after school activities yeah. and you don't really scold the child, Yet. right? You, d- you really don't. Yeah. And it's
1: very different, isn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I was working in a school and a child said something rude and I did not know how to react.
1: Oh, yes. That gets me all the time too. Yeah. yeah. It
0: gets you as well. Yes. So w- what do you do when a child's a bit, you know, hesitant? In responding.
1: Well, yeah, it's a bit tricky because when they come out of nowhere and they say something that you're like, I actually didn't know that they knew that word yet.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. It kind
1: of takes you by surprise. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on the context, but at times they want a reaction out of it and I just don't give it to them. We just kind of keep playing, ignore it. But um if it's something that's repetitive yeah, obviously that changes. I have to kind of bring it up. Um, I have said, oh, um, what did your mum and dad think about that?
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a good response. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we'll just see how it goes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if a child tells me something, I, I, I'll be like, you know, could you say that again? Yeah. Like, I, I put off a face. I, I, I try to look angry and it doesn't work with them. Apparently, it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, they're um, um, they're very resilient little human beings, aren't yeah, they? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, is that something you face um, on a frequent basis on uh, um, with kids on the move as well?
1: That's a great uh, question. I do find there is a level of frustration sometimes when they're not getting some of the gross motor skills or fine motor skills that um, we practice. So. The best way I find is just exercising through play, often imaginative play. Mm. So turning something into a really fun game. I find gamifying works everything, and it like works with everything and it's a really good way to just like overcome the frustration and maybe those kind of negative self-talk kind of words or swear words that are coming out of them sometimes. Uh, sometimes yeah. that kind of helps settle them and takes the pressure off as well
0: oh that, that makes so much sense because mm. i see a lot of children uh, in the playground and they're they've got rocks in their hands and they're like this is spaceship a <laughs> and that's spaceship b and <laughs> they collide and they 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 come up with these scenarios yeah. and i'm like how are you so creative it's totally i was in a school once and this kid was in a um in a playground so you had swings and uh, your slides And there were a lot of equipments and the Mm -hmm. child was making up a story as in, this is a spaceship.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You go down from there and that's island enigma.
1: Yes. And
0: I'm like, wow, you're coming up with words. You're imagining things. You're connecting dots. You're coming up with a story and you're having me engaged.
1: And it's so important for their development, but it also kind of inspires us as adults, right? Just to bring it back to the basics and just imaginative play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you know, my, my personal goal is going to be to create that sort of environment for, um, for a child, mm. whether it be mine or anyone else's mm. when I'm working with, a ch- w- with children. Because uh, you think about, you know, going back to if when the child swears or uses a mm. swear word, I think about when I was that age, did I know that word? Right. Mm. And I think about what the child's going through, uh, because we never know what the child's really going through in school, at mm. home. And, I try and create a safe environment for for mm. the child. Is this something you think um, you're doing with mamas on the move as well, with, with kids on the move?
1: Yeah, I think it's – I agree with you. It's super important to create a safe environment as it fosters like their ability to just try and accept that they're not going to get it right the first time, right? Yeah. So – I like to create a safe environment just by, like I said, taking the pressure off and having lots of toys and games and laughs. I think laughing is super important. Yeah. And laughing at ourselves. I make mistakes too and I actively make them through the session so that it sets an example to the children that it's okay to make mistakes and Hmm. okay to try more than once at a task.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I've noticed with children is they test you at first. It's like they're testing the waters. Can you take a joke? (laughs) Right? They, they tease you and they'll, they'll see if you can take a joke or not. And Mm. they do it again. And Mm. if you're reacting in a certain negative way. I've noticed, at least in, with my experience, they they don't really try and mingle with you or they don't mm-hmm. try and connect with you. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if you can laugh at yourself and you can yeah. make a joke out of it, it, I, hey, it really makes it so comfortable for children.
1: Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. yeah.
0: So why, why do you do this, Sarah? Because the reason why I'm asking this blatantly mm. is, like I see a lot of my uh, friends who run their own organizations, maybe because I, I am in that kind of circle, like technology, this and that. Mm. Um, but I don't... Always, We don't always see people like you working mm. with mums or working with children mm. at such a young age, mm. right? Having this vision of trying to make mums healthier physically and emotionally, and along with their kids, mm. during, doing such an important phase. Why do you do this?
1: Look, I think it just comes down to making it a safe and empowering environment for people to learn in. I definitely wasn't the most coordinated child when I was young. My mum got me into dancing from a young age. Um, I still am terrible at catching a ball, but that's okay. I'm learning. Uh, So I think it's just important to acknowledge we're all not really perfect, but we want to create an environment that at least allows us to excel to our capacity and our potential. I really hope... I really like to help women achieve their goals, whether that be kind of feeling more comfortable within themselves or other things like weight loss or strengthening.
0: Yeah. yeah. And do you think you've – because we had this conversation before we hit the record mm. button and if you don't start, you won't get anywhere. Yeah. Um, but um, if you do, then you get somewhere and mm. there's a long way to go. Mm. Do you think – uh, from where you started and where you are now, you've made a difference in um, in the community or with mums. Um, and do you see that around you?
1: I like to think so. I've definitely seen a journey of every single client that I've trained and it is just incredibly rewarding. Um, mm. Just to name a few, a child, with I, a child that I work with, um, we get on super well from when he started to where he is now is just incredible. Um, They didn't think he'd be able to ride a bike and now we can't catch him when he's on the bike. (laughs) (laughs) So that is super rewarding. And then also other clients that they were told that they couldn't Run or do certain exercises, or they're in so much debilitating pain, or mental health wise, they were feeling a little bit unhappy and depressed. From where they started to where they are now, yeah, it's just amazing to see that journey and their improvement. Mm. Yeah,
0: when do you when do you realize that I've made a difference in a mum's life or in a child's life when you're working with them? Do you do you see it happening?
1: I think when I notice that they've made a difference is when they feel the difference themselves. So, like, I often see changes in them within the first few weeks of starting training, but they don't know that yet. And then about, like, maybe the eight-week – I don't like to put a number on it, but around the eight to ten-week mark, they're starting to notice a change, and that's when I feel like I've succeeded because they're starting to feel different and better within themselves.
0: Yeah, do they do they come and tell you what they're feeling and it, it should make you happy, right? Yeah, like,
1: totally. And I think it's the way that even they walk or move. Um, just I've had a client for a long time um, before I actually started Mamas on the Move And his first session, he didn't even give me any eye contact and he was walking, looking down on the ground and had never exercised in his life. Was it a kid? No, this guy was actually a young man and now he's one of the fittest people I know and he just kind of walks with his chest proud and... I, I just love seeing that change. And that's oh. when I noticed that I've made a difference.
0: Oh, so, why were you working with uh, with him though?
1: So, he was actually super important to the evolution of my business. When I s- oh, finished okay. uni, mm. I started just training anybody and everyone. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize what I actually wanted to do. Um, but then when he had a few things in terms of rehabilitation and injuries. I was like, oh, I'm really interested in this space. And then that led me even deeper into um, working specifically with injuries for pre- and postnatal clients. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I get it now. Sorry. Yeah. I-, I, thought, Big uh, journey. <laughs> I thought he
0: was a client who's in m- a mama. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> hold, hold on. What am I missing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm. So what's the size of your team right now?
1: Oh, um, so I'm just like a one-woman show at uh-huh. the moment. Wow. Um, so I, it was funny, I wanted to treat myself to my own work Christmas party because <laughs> everyone else was doing it, but it was only me. <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> so I took myself off to get a massage, oh, nice. but yeah, at the moment, it's just me. Um, and in terms of sessions, I have about 40 one-on-one sessions a week. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> and how long are these sessions? One hour. Oh, wow. Yes, so, you're basically yeah. working 40 hours a week or, or even more yeah. when you run your own business. Like there's yeah. a lot of admin stuff involved.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. yeah.
0: When did you find it? As in, when was the organization found, Mama's on the Move?
1: So, it was about 2017 when it started, but it actually just started as one group fitness class per week. So, one hour oh, a week. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. And then you're you're now doing 40 classes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. By yourself. Yes. 41 on one sessions and then two um, group sessions, like mm. two mums and bub sessions a week.
0: So, before the pandemic, did you do online classes or sessions at all? Or no. Everything started after?
1: I feel like the pandemic for me, even though it's definitely had so many negatives and challenges for everyone else, it's helped me really evolve and future proof my business. Yeah. Um, when I decided I was going to go out on my own and do this full-time. The business model was just going to be group fitness classes and a few one-on-one sessions. So, when I went out full-time two years ago, I think I had six one-on-one sessions and five group classes. Uh But then when – The lockdown hit for the first time. I couldn't do any groups. Mm. So, then I started the online component, but you could also do one-on-one training still. And that's how I evolved the one-on-one element to my business. wow. Yeah.
0: So, the the pandemic sort of, in a way, um, helped you realize what could work even better.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Yeah, And do mums prefer online? Have you noticed?
1: I think a lot of women like the flexibility of exercising in their own homes Mm -hmm. and particularly women that might not be able to get out. Like if their baby's sleeping or their baby's been really unsettled, but they want to do something for themselves for 30 minutes. I do 30 minute one-on-one Zoom sessions. And then we also have our online subscription where they can access over 50 classes a
0: week. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's all very interesting. It's like, (laughs) it's, it's so interesting to see how people have adapted to online technology Mm. and, um, and just adapting to all these changes coming in. Yeah. Like, you know how we were having this conversation about if you go to Kmart, you can grab a, a, a studio set, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah. You can just, I was in there the other day with my boyfriend, uh-huh. Justin, <laughs> okay. who's been on here a few times. Uh, like,
0: uh, when you said boyfriend, <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder who. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> Justin in the other room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shout out to Justin, best boyfriend ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was in Kmart with him the other day and there were home video kits where you can set up your own videography sessions. I think Let's there was have a some kind of the, podcasting the, uh, click, thing. Really? Yeah.
0: Br- bring it up. Try and bring it up. Yeah. Um, oh.
1: So crazy. But it just goes to show how we have changed with the times and that a lot of online work is the way to go. Right?
0: Yeah, and it's become so easy as well. Like mm. I bought a gaming keyboard the other day from Kmart and I was there looking at um all these uh, gadgets for so cheap, like 20, 25 yeah. bucks. Yeah,
1: they're so accessible, aren't they? Right,
0: and y- even if you open TikTok, are, are you on TikTok at all?
1: I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Oh.
1: How good is that? For $39.
0: Yeah. And that's Can you scroll down and see what microphone that is? professional USB studio microphone packed with a premium microphone. Okay. So that is an actual microphone. And a boom and an arm for thirty nine dollars. How crazy is that? Right?
1: I remember my first video camera ever was like the size of a tissue box, and <laughs> right? it was so expensive. Like it was insane. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if if you really want to grab that for thirty nine bucks, set that up in your room mm. and start recording and talking. Just talk shit, yes. and see where you go. Just like Sarah did yeah. back in <laughs> two thousand and nineteen. Not not the shit kind yeah. of uh, talk, but um, you know, just do whatever you can yeah it's so easy now
1: definitely and i wish i had invested um stocks in zoom as uh-huh. well hey yeah like, right
0: right <laughs> It's the, gone so crazy i know yeah the, i think the zoom <laughs> stock price went up by what a thousand percent or something
1: something insane like yeah. that yeah
0: could, could you have a look there uh, I'm, we're gonna make full use of that today yeah <laughs> like, keep <laughs> keep <laughs> look <busy>. everything up <laughs> can, can you check the zoom stock price and let's have a look how up uh, how further up it went and you know uh, like i was saying i asked if you're on tiktok uh, so you're not do you use tiktok at all i have
1: seen many tiktok videos but uh-huh. i'm not a creator myself but oh, okay. I, I consume it like yeah? justin same. shows me a lot of it
0: <laughs> same uh, yeah here's the thing um like ever since i started the podcast my life is pretty much public mm, Totally. <laughs> right yeah. so uh, those who listen know i didn't use TikTok before mm. recently and I didn't use a lot of other apps. I still don't use a lot of other apps. But TikTok, I was a, um, I was not a big fan of h- how TikTok was going to be or how it was going to affect me, but I started using it for the podcast, like putting in short clips yeah. and stuff like that. But I must say, TikTok has made it so much easier for people to be creative.
1: Mm. Totally, and also in a limited amount of time, just right. like doing something really small yeah. but important. the yeah. attention
0: span. Yeah. Like, it's it's grabbing it like 10 seconds. If you can make me laugh, I'm going to look at other videos of yours. Exactly. And people who didn't use the camera function or didn't go through all these settings and mm. weren't very technologically savvy mm. have become technologically savvy. Yeah. Dev? Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, guys. Uh, would you not uh, raise your hand? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, production manager. <laughs> he keeps us on track. <laughs> <say> control, <guys. laughs> and that's all good. Now that's 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 why you have a microphone there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's have a look. So that's the zoom. Uh, go five years. The settings. <laughs> <Is that again? laughs> Click on the five years. The five Y. Uh, just go down again. Do you see those filters? Yeah. 5Y. No, the other one. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So when you start off with zero, um, try and go to zero there. Okay, 62 US dollars on 18th of April, 2019. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it went public. Yeah. And the pandemic started in November. Oh, wow. 16th of October, it was four hundred and. Fi 559 on the 16th of october wow. 2020
1: isn't that crazy right yeah yeah
0: so they they went public on uh, in 2019 april it's like they knew it's like mm, okay let, let's totally. go public let's, let's go. do it something's <laughs> right? gonna happen here oh my god yeah <laughs> thanks man thank you there but yeah it's it's made so much easier for people to be creative it's like you open up the app and you you're looking at all these videos and you want to make one yourself as well. I've seen people who've never used those functions on the microphone, use the functions on the microphone. Like my dad, he has a TikTok account. Really? And I looked him up, right? I looked him up and he has a simple video of him walking into the gym. Yeah, And there's a background music playing and like some some motivating kind of music. And he's super (laughs) happy about it, right? And it's so innocent.
1: Oh, I love that. That reminds me of my dad was in quarantine for two weeks when he came back from Ireland during Uh, the first lockdown and to keep him sane he would just ramp up the music in the hotel and video him dancing for about an hour and we got those videos (laughs) for two weeks (laughs) every single day
0: oh oh, wow it's that dancing
1: yeah and he didn't even know how to use a camera before that so look at that look at that
0: right (laughs) it's that dancing not sure how i feel about this (laughs) right that was my reaction anyways Yeah. yeah and um yeah, but I love this. Uh, you know, TikTok has really um, ramped up the creativity on uh, with creators and mm. people are using it left, right, and center. Yeah, I was not a big fan of TikTok before, but the app has so much to offer.
1: Yeah, and it's made it accessible even if you want to know something like for fitness or diet, you know, those like really quick 10-second videos you yeah. get to know rather than reading on Google for like – half an hour, scrolling exactly. down, just get the information you're after. Yeah. yeah. And
0: recipes as well, like yeah. 25 second recipes, like easy dinner kind of thing.
1: Yeah. How good's that? Yeah. yeah. And I've
0: seen people post an entire video on TikTok, mm. squeeze it down to 25 seconds mm. so you can download the video and slow it down.
1: Oh, that's clever. Yeah.
0: So the the, the entire movie is 25 seconds long, but you've mm-hmm. got to download the video and extend it or slow it down so you can watch the entire movie Ew in a normal way. How creative is that? So
1: creative. Right? And people
0: are making millions and millions of dollars just with this.
1: Maybe I should get onto
0: TikTok. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, And you said you're you're hiring a professional videography set as well. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I would love to do a little bit more online training and like add a pregnancy exercise program online where Mm -hmm. people can just purchase it. All of my online stuff was in my house so there's noise <laughs> my um 20 year old birds i have two 20 year old wow. birds are upstairs singing along so <laughs> i would like to do it professionally yeah but yeah so, to the vibe though <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. well yeah home training right so yeah. but yeah i would like to hire like a studio and do the videos a little bit more professionally and yeah yeah upskill a little bit <laughs> yeah
0: you know what melts my heart mm-hmm. P- seeing people progress like that it's it it doesn't sound like a lot to you sarah yeah. right but you see someone who's who started a business in 2017 and went from one step to the other and went from physical visits to video, uh, classes or sessions. Mm-hmm. And now is hiring someone professional to shoot, shoot a video, like all these small things. Yeah, like little milestones.
1: steps. Hey. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you for your service to this. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but you know, having that uh, home shoot, uh, online sessions or classes, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be super helpful for mums. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know, for anyone who's listening, like, let's say a, um, like a to be mom right mm-hmm. now. Where do we start? Like, if let's say, for example, if they were to not come in touch with you or your yeah. organization, right? But if you were to give an, uh, some sort of advice to um, a mum to be, mm. what would your advice be there to take care of yourself?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I guess first things first, making sure that they're okay to exercise and just checking in with their GP um, and obstetrician. Um, I just err on the side of caution recommend just taking it easy for the first 12 weeks of the pregnancy often they're going to feel the most tired in their first trimester and you're growing a baby at the end of the day, right? So, yeah. I just encourage people to kind of relax during that time, go for gentle walks, and just to eat how you would usually eat. Um, in terms of diet, you know how they say, oh, we're eating for two. You're not really eating for two. Yeah. Um, you should eat about 30% more than what you would usually eat if you mm. weren't pregnant. And then after the first trimester, getting into a little more exercise, postural exercises are so important and they're going to save you throughout pregnancy uh, and beyond postural ex- exercises. So, strengthening through your middle back uh-huh. to make sure your posture is really good um, and also strengthening through your neck muscles and your core. So, if you didn't do anything else, I would definitely get onto some exercises. Even give them a Google search yeah. or um, one of the Awesome resources I like is Pelvic Floor First. Uh-huh. You can go on there and it will tell you what exercises to do if you've got abdominal separation or any kind of pelvic floor weakness. Yeah.
0: What's a pelvic floor again?
1: Yeah, so pelvic floor, surprisingly, we all have one. So oh, okay. <laughs> men and women, Ooh. but it's, li- it's literally the base of your pelvis. So your pelvis, think of it like a bowl. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the bowl, there's an opening and that opening we need a floor for it and that is created through a variety of muscles and that's what we call the pelvic floor. So it's a group of muscles at the base of your pelvis and then all your organs sit on top. When you're pregnant, there's extra pressure on that pelvic floor and then during your labour – there's going to be additional pressure on the pelvic floor. So pelvic floor strengthening exercises are a really good proactive way um, to just keep it nice and strong, as you can see there. Thank you there. (laughs) So that probably feels a bit um, graphic to you, Sahil. Oh, it does for me. (laughs) Yeah. So All right. they'll take on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a R-rated um, warning <laughs> note. Just checking. <laughs> so this is actually the side of um, a female anatomy. So mm. um, as you can see, at the top of the dia- uh, of the diagram, they've got the diaphragm, and that's your breathing muscle. Mm. And then in the middle, that's where you've got a variety of abdominal muscles, your Mm -hmm. deepest one being your transverse abdominus, which is going to support you the most throughout your pregnancy in terms of posture. Mm -hmm. Um, But then right at the bottom, you can see um, where it says pelvic floor. So as I described, it's just like the floor of – your pelvis, it just mm. supports all your organs sitting on top. So, that thing highlight, highlighted in the gray in between like the um, pelvic floor and your transverse abdominus, that's all your organs sitting mm. there.
0: Ah, oh, so exercising the pelvic floor Correct. would be absolutely worth it. And yeah. would you recommend that for us as well, for men?
1: 100%. So, 30% of men or some crazy statistic like that become incontinent at one time or another, usually as they get older um, or if they've got increased pressure in that area for a prolonged amount of time. So, you know, if you're weightlifting heavy um, loads that can also happen to you, you can weaken that structure Mm. and that has follow-on effects by um, weakening your core. Mm. So, I recommend we all do them.
0: Yeah. Is bad posture a result of pelvic floor non-exercising as well
1: i guess they go hand in hand mm. um when you have your pelvic floor nice and strong that maintains what we call our intra-abdominal pressure in the core mm. um and then that will help tension your spine and maintain your posture so yeah they go ah. hand in hand
0: so i uh- Honestly, I'd never heard of pelvic floor. Had, had yeah. you that, De- Dev? Nah, nah. Right? Time, yeah. that, that's crazy because we when we went to the gym for quite a few months when I was still mm. in Sydney, and we um we exercised our abs and our backs, yeah. our biceps and stuff like just yeah. generic areas. But mind you, we were listening to Justin, so <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: yeah, <laughs> no, right. <just> joking. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but no, uh, I'd never heard of that, and mm. that kind of makes sense because when Justin talks about Hugh, he talks about Sarah as, um a passionate health and fitness enthusiast, right? Oh, thanks. And we've, I think quite a few times in the past we've talked about yoga and meditation mm. as well. Um, what do you do for yourself to maintain your own physical or mental health um well-being yeah. with ex- exercises?
1: I, like you said, I like to do a little bit of yoga. Mm. Um, I find that's really important for my body but also my mind Exercise for me has been such an important part of regulating my own mental health mm. and just dealing with stress. Um, so that's definitely my, like, number one priority and my go-to kind of medicine, I guess, for when I'm not feeling great in my body or my mind. Um, yoga is a great way just to kind of release stress in your mind and your mm. body at the same time. Yeah, And I also, like... You know your strength and conditioning, cardio. I yes. went for a run before I came here. Ooh. Um, so I like to mix things up.
0: Oh, let me sit my Pepsi yeah. Max.
1: <laughs> Talking That's about all right.
0: <laughs> let, let's let's talk about health and well being yeah. while I sit my Pepsi Max.
1: It's all about balance, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no, not for me. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. But here is another stupid question. Mm-hmm. But I think it's um, a question well worth um, asking to an expert. Yeah, nothing Mm. stupid. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between yoga and meditation?
1: Yeah, okay. So, I actually find they go hand in hand, but also they're integral parts of each other. So, for meditation, a great strategy is mindfulness and Mm. being in the present. And that's one of the main teachings that yoga advocates for. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in mainstream society, yoga is more physical, mm. so going through all your stretches and vinyasa flow, oh.
0: um,
1: but if you bring it back to where it came from, the teachings of mindfulness, meditation, and yoga, they all go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, but with the yoga, you're sort of stretching your body and yeah. you're standing... On one leg and yeah. you're, you're,
1: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> doing balance poses yeah. and all of that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and with just one leg and then um, imitating your body uh, that of a bird, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you've got, you know, like your bird dog exercise and uh, your downward facing dog and all of that. But really, it just comes down to stretching and strengthening your muscles while being on the mat. So if you, Bring it back to the mat and just think of the exercises you're doing. You're already meditating, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's incredible because uh, I think um, I was listening to a podcast once and it's with um, this amazing um, entrepreneur, mm. a um, business guru, and um, he is a lot. Of, he's very much into yoga and meditation as well. And he was saying meditation for him um, is the art of doing nothing. It's, yeah, I
1: love that. That's great,
0: right? It's it's like it's not, about, it's not using your phone. It's mm-hmm. not about thinking about your best TV show. It's mm-hmm. not about thinking about your goals uh, or your objectives, whatever you want to do. It's about sitting down and just closing your eyes mm. and just, just doing nothing and relaxing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't do enough of that. And I think we all need to learn to be unbusy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How, how, do, you, how do you think we can do that? How do we do this together? Become unbusy.
1: Yeah, I think maybe even bringing it back to just doing one thing at a time. I find I'm running around, I'm on my phone, doing Instagram things, sending an invoice all at once. And maybe mm. if we just bring it back to just doing one thing at a time mm. and going through the motions, maybe that will help. I'm yeah. not sure. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think making lists have um, mm. has helped me quite a bit. Yeah, I love lists. Right? <laughs> Especially, especially, you know, when you tick something off the list, mm-hmm. you get a dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. You feel good about it. So mm-hmm. every time you tick something off the list. So, you know what they say? If you're making a list, make a list of things you would easily do as well. Let's say, for example, if mm-hmm. you want to drink a, a glass of water in the morning, put that on the list. Yeah. Right. Or if you want to go for a quick jog, like five minutes, put that on the list. Mm-hmm. Don't put big things. Don't put four big things and at the end of the day, think about the things you haven't done. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, that's th- great advice. Right? Yeah. Ten
0: things in and start taking each one off, mm. regardless of how small it is.
1: And then you feel like you've achieved something for your day and you feel like you've got agency to actually do things and right. tick them off,
0: right? Exactly, yeah. Mm. So out of ten things, if you've done eight of them, 80% is done. Mm. But if you have four things, four big things you've done too you- – you've only done 50%. Yeah,
1: and it's overwhelming. Sometimes right? it gets too much, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Mm. And it's like when are you actually going to do this? And a, a lot of times for for us human beings, we make a list and we don't do it the other day. We don't mm-hmm. we we make a list on the most busy day of our lives and we don't do it on the on the, on the other days. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed, what has worked for me is making list on a, a lists on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And just a, a, like a long ass list, 10 things and just ticking it off doesn't matter what it is. Like if it's about calling your mum, put that on the list. Yep. Because when you tick that off, the dopamine rush is so worth it.
1: Mm. I totally agree. I am a chronic list maker and I have yeah. a list every single day basically of the year. And some of the things I don't tick off, but at least I know it's there and it's in the forefront of my mind. And yeah. I will get to it eventually. Yeah. Sometimes I overwhelm myself a little bit, like you said, putting a few too many big mm. things on the list. But I feel great when I have a few little things on there and I tick them off because you know that you've done something for the day. Yeah. Mm.
0: That's 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 one great uh, step about, you know, uh, putting everything all together as a list, yeah. a collection of lists, because you can see what you've done already as well. Do you do that as well? So yes. Sort of go through previous lists?
1: Totally. So, every... Um, new note in my phone is like a different list for a different month.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> and I just go
1: through them. Oh, yeah.
0: What, what app do you use?
1: Oh, I just use notes.
0: Yeah, so yeah, good, right? It's just, so good. Yeah, it's Nice easy. and simple.
1: And you can tick it off. You can right. put that little circle and then tick it off. And a lot of people great. don't do that. Yeah. Justin, Justin didn't.
0: <laughs> Justin, gosh. (laughs) Uh, 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 And Notes is great. Yeah, I love love the app. Mm. I think another thing that I've noticed that has really worked uh, for me to become unbusy or unbusy myself Mm. is if I'm planning on doing something, just count to three and just do it. Mm. That works especially well in the morning because I li- I've lived with Justin and Dev in the past um, in the same house, and they know that I'm I'm the earliest. I wake up the earliest. You're in the an house. early riser. That's up. it. I yep. just wake up and then go for a nice walk. And mm. it didn't. Ha- now it's not the the most rigorous thing one can do wake up at seven and go for a walk like anyone can do that but i think it's worked for me especially uh, yeah like i was someone who w- woke up at 10 o'clock every morning oh, on, really during holidays or yeah. when i was not busy but holidays now i wake up at seven mm. and the only reason why it's worked is i wake up in the morning i count to three and at the end of three i just get up regardless mm. of how tired i am or mm. how how occupied i am Mm. mentally i just i just get up and Mm -hmm. try and do things and it's worked especially well for me Mm. and does it's not just about waking up and doing it or if i want to make a logo for the podcast i count to three and at the end of three i just do it like do something about Mm. it and um I'm 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 not an expert in that, but um, I'm learning and it's, it's worked out really well for me.
1: I think that's great because sometimes if something stays on our list or stays at the forefront of our, our mind for too long, we build it up to think it's bigger than what it actually is. Yeah. And I think just doing it really helps. Right. <laughs> just like- jumping in and being like, okay, like we said before, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Let's just do it.
0: Yeah. You know? Right. Just get started with yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. What are your plans or what are your goals for 2022? Do you think in terms of um, your business or personal life, where would you, how does 2022 look for you?
1: I'd love to expand my business, maybe bring on a staff member or two. Um, just What's to- your email, Alison?
0: You're my CB. <laughs> <Short> <laughs> are <time>. you hiring? <laughs> Hello at, um not <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like you've got a lot of candidates here. (laughs) Well, if you're interested in training mums, um, yeah, send me an email. (laughs) But, yeah, I'd love to bring on maybe a staff member or two just to add some services, some additional personal training sessions. Um, At the moment, I'm pretty full with clients, but it's like timetable Tetris to fit everybody in. So adding someone, um, bringing someone on would be – awesome a great yeah. way to expand and mm. then um online classes like i said maybe moving them out of my downstairs lounge room with my bird singing into a more professional setting <laughs> um and i'm also work at a physiotherapy practice for my business one day a week so mm. just adding more clients there and that's in a um, rehabilitation setting. So, women that have had like injuries or conditions, knees, yeah. hips, back. Um, so, expanding that area as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, great things happening. are yes. are, you, are you excited
1: there? I am excited. It's interesting because in one way, it feels like all of a sudden, it's gotten busy and successful. But yeah. then I look back, I'm like, no, it started as one session a week five years ago and it was really hard and it was still even hard this year during lockdown I think now that we're getting out of lockdown and things are starting to move things are getting easier so I am getting excited
0: yeah yeah, it's it's going to be an incredible year for businesses for mm. professionals going, coming in I had a, a really good episode with um, a leadership coach in the U.S. and his name is Michael Siever mm. and he is very much into um, astronomy as well, and um, like he he talks to people regarding you know what could happen in the future or what what the best year to do x y and z is, mm-hmm. and I may not agree entirely with astronomy or astrology or how things uh, fall into places in the future, but what he said is like there are great things coming. Yeah. And the bad times are slowly getting over and it's, it's time to thrive and it's time to move mm. forward. It's time to learn from what's happened and sort of keep that understanding of life and keep that understanding of how the world works and how yeah. to take care of each other. Mm. But now from 2022 onwards and a few years to come, it's a, it's a great time for humanity. Totally. And I'm so looking forward to this.
1: Yeah. And I think it reinforces the importance of connection at the end of the day like all these lockdowns that we've gone through and being separated from loved ones it like it highlights the importance that we need to stay close and empower each other
0: right yeah it's Mm. so important i mean dev can relate um with me on this it's uh, during the um the the second or the third wave especially in nepal there were thousands and thousands and thousands of cases every day Mm. and it was it was the pathetic situation there Mm. and that was a very painful time for me um because like my parents like you think about your family and you think about the, the people most close to you and you can't see them in such a horrific time yeah and it just makes you question like it just puts this statement in front of you and that statement is what's the what's the use of all of this if you can't be with people you love yeah right
1: yeah That would be a really hard time for you guys.
0: Yeah. And especially, you know, there's um, like the the infrastructure there isn't well supported to handle such a massive pandemic. And, Mm. but uh, thankfully things are getting better there in Nepal as well. Mm, That's really good. Yeah. But like you said, like human connection, it's really shown that Mm. that's, that's who we are. We're human beings.
1: Yeah. That's what it comes down to.
0: Right. Yeah. And what is, what do you think has surprised you most about human beings? looking at 2021, 2019, 2020, Mm. uh, especially because of the pandemic?
1: I think the way that we can constantly evolve, um, like I said, in my own business, I thought I had a business structure in mind and then it completely changed and I just kept evolving and changing and I think that's what it's shown us, that we're adaptable as human beings and we can roll with the punches and we just got to right. get back up again I think
0: yeah we, we're so adaptable right mm. if you want to work if you can't go to the office let's work from home yeah that's fine yeah right and if we can't go out let's make a system Let's mm. let's name it lockdown and then you can go out for certain things or purposes and mm. then come back home and you know go out for essential services and I think you know the pandemic could have been managed way better in mm-hmm. my opinion yeah But I think everyone or majority of people are trying to do the right things. Yeah. Whether it be people in the policy level, like in the government Mm. trying to make decisions, whether it be a person in the community, whether it be a mum, a dad, everyone's trying to do the right thing.
1: Yeah. Everyone's trying to do the best that they can, right? In that situation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And whether or not you can do it or not is a different story. It's mm. like, you know, some people have to go out for work. Mm-hmm. Some people can't find work at all, even after the pandemic, because yeah. where they worked has already closed down. Mm-hmm. It's such an important time, I think, for all of us. Totally. I yeah. agree. Yeah. How, how, how do we how do you think we can foster this connection we have with our friends in such a, such a crucial time?
1: I think checking in. With everyone is really important. I do it with my clients a lot as well, uh-huh. and just maintaining that connection and just sending them a text. I think it's important just to keep everybody like in your radar, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Mm. yeah.
0: I think a friend of mine was telling me that reminded me of a story. He, during the pandemic he was calling his friends up like he never called anyone he just texted or mm-hmm. used whatsapp or messenger but he was calling people up now mm-hmm. and he said he called a few friends up and they're like hey what's up man um what's happening oh so yeah uh so what'd you call <laughs> and my friend was like nah just checking up on you man just che- just saying hello mm-hmm. and uh, and the other person's like oh yeah but nah, seriously, what's up? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. like, it's funny
1: f- how it's gotten to that. Hey, like before COVID, you'd only call someone if it was something important or like you had some kind of business thing to discuss Where now I think we're learning the art of those social catch-ups on Zoom and little trivia games here and there on Zoom and,
0: yeah, you
1: know, FaceTime and all of those things.
0: It kind of feels like we're trying to do everything we can to mm. stay close, mm. right? Yeah. Even if there's a lockdown or everything's shut down, we're like, you know what? Okay, that's yeah. that's not possible anymore. So let's do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. I have a wonderful client who um, when she had her second baby, it just wasn't feasible for her to get out and do one-on-one training Uh but she knew for her it was important to keep going with her training regardless Mm. so we switched to online zooms and we did sessions twice a week Uh and now she's moved overseas and we're still maintaining those sessions because we just both know how important it is to maintain that connection for her and yeah for both of us so
0: so you do it once a week you said
1: yeah now we're doing twice a week and now we do once a week she's living overseas we just got to work out the time differences yeah which is a bit of a challenge sometimes (laughs) yeah
0: but it's there's also fun in that yeah does that work for you no it doesn't (laughs) it's tricky Two-thirds third, of Australians are working from home. Yeah. Oh, wow. Two-thirds. Yeah. I think it's one of the highest in the world.
1: I think it's also great for mums that want to stay employed as well. Yeah. I've found a lot of clients can still maintain part-time work and mm. also have their children around yeah. and, rather than going into the office all the time.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. It's like, mm. I think it's been, it's worked wonders for moms. Mm. I was working in a school once and there was a mom who came into the playgrounds and her child was playing in the strings and the slides and she was just calmly sitting there and working away in a laptop. Mm. And it was just so beautiful to see. Like that would have been, that would have never been possible yeah. to sit in a park and work while the ch- child's playing.
1: And now she can do both, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: It's just crazy, and even right now, I'm 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 visiting Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, as you as you know, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm living with my cousins right now for a few days, and we've been sort of going to places here and there. But he's technically on call, as in mm-hmm. he can be called for work anytime. Mm-hmm. But but look at him, he is, he's traveling right now and he's going to places. We went to the Blue Mountains yesterday and he took his laptop with him yeah, and he wow. got a call there and he was sitting in the car working for five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And done. And that's it. He closed his laptop and just left. It you, gives you so
1: much flexibility, doesn't right?
0: it? It's beautiful. Mm. And could you could you check if um, Australia is the highest, Australians are, sorry, what am I saying? So Australia has the highest number of home workers right now or not I think it is like it's I think what we see around us right now um, is incredible because not a lot of countries um, can can do this and yeah. uh, and for some reason we can.
1: It's great that we've been able to adopt it for sure
0: right because even when you're staying home you're working you can still go out to the park because there's parks pretty much everywhere yeah. and you can go for a run yeah. and uh, it, it's it's beautiful to be honest. It's
1: great for me as well because some of my clients are already back at work but because they're working from home, we train in their lunch break which couldn't have been possible before because they would be going into the city, they'd have to wear their work attire and get the transport where now that they can work from their laptop, come out into the park across the road, train and then go back to
0: work. (laughs) Right? Nice and simple. So simple. Yeah. I was looking at another meme uh, on TikTok again. Guilty. Love TikTok. (laughs) And (laughs) – um, those are joke videos and they're making a parody of managers in the offices. And they're like, mm. so you want me to come to the office in the most inconvenient time of the day in the morning, driving for an hour, sit with people I don't, pretty much don't like mm. in, a, in an office that's trying to look pretty and yeah. try to cultivate creativity. Yeah. But it is really is not. Um, and drive home again mm. in the most inconvenient time of the day.
1: When we see it for what it is, exactly like you said, like objectively, you're like, that is crazy. But we've just been doing it for so long. We've been used to it.
0: And suddenly all of this changes and we're like, what? It really works.
1: You're like, oh, why was I working that hard before and traveling and doing the commute and yeah. putting on fancy clothes and, like you said, going near colleagues that you might not even have a meeting with and you're just right. sitting next to? Right. You can do it all from home.
0: And sometimes you don't even talk to anyone in the office. You just yeah. go there, sit, put it on your headphones, work, 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 and come back home again. Yeah, it's crazy how and we think, used to do that.
1: Totally, and I think it shows everyone is accountable for their own work as well. And most people will get their work done. They don't need someone just watching over their shoulder all the right?
0: time. Yeah, like less micromanaging, yeah. like someone over you all the time. I'm mm. sure there's a, some sort of management with Teams and Zooms and mm. what, what have you, but it's you're so independent to a certain extent now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my yeah. my cousin recently brought uh, home a standing desk as well like you press a button so it can turn into a standing That's desk great. and you press another button and you can sit and uh basically well, work on it
1: i need one of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah precisely yeah. and i'm like i look at that and i'm like wow this is this is incredible we're witnessing change um a historic change right now yeah 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 totally uh, but, yeah, uh, Sarah, it's it's been incredibly fun talking to you. Thank it's- you so
1: much. I've really enjoyed it and it's, yeah, it's good to reflect on the year that was and also what's going on for next year.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I personally look forward to everything that's about to come mm-hmm. and um, – I wish you the best of luck as well for Mamas on the Move and Kids on the Move. And Thank you. And all your new ventures that are coming in inside the business, Amazing. like photography and um, making a new video for yourself, like a professional one.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, do you have any parting messages for the mums listening right now, if any, or uh, anyone listening right now, anything you want people to understand about um, your work or mm. the concept in general as an exercising health and well being. Mm. Before we get there, devs found something. I think. Oh yeah. So we'll just start that saying. Uh huh. The families in Australia survey towards COVID normal found that among the employed survey respondents 67% were sometimes always working from home compared to 42% pre-COVID. That, yeah that, that's not really it but doesn't really matter but, but thanks for trying. <laughs> <laughs> you failed the test. <laughs>
1: he got some stats. <laughs> he,
0: he just showed something random just <laughs>
1: just get over with it oh Oh, gosh well i guess to answer your question before um my advice for new and expecting mums is obviously move safely that's number one yeah um but also there's never going to be a perfect time to move and no one is going to prioritize you as much as you and just start. Um, it's always going to be a little bit tricky at the beginning, mm. but just start moving, and you'll feel every day it will get easier and better. Even if you're sleep deprived, yeah. <laughs> um, just keep pushing through, and yeah, there's so many benefits to exercise, and mm. yeah,
0: yeah. And if they would like to be in touch with you or engage with Mamas on the Move, what's your what's the best way to contact?
1: Probably best ways to contact me through my website. Mm-hmm. There's a contact form on there, mm-hmm. so you can just go straight to it. So, it's mamasonthemove.com.au and just press contact and you can just fill in all your details and then we can go from there.
0: Perfect. I'm just going to reveal your personal phone number as well. That's 0489.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, that was actually quite close. <laughs> yeah, was it? <laughs>
0: all right. It's all guesswork, guys. Yeah. So It could be 04891 two <laughs> okay he's <It's> going downhill <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here forever yeah. um but sarah thank you so much for this uh, this was long awaited from what february march last year and um I, i've Definitely. always been looking forward to this day and it's finally come it's been it's been incredibly fun um but thank you so much for your time
1: amazing thank you so much
0: all right thank <laughs> you uh, so much for listening ladies and gentlemen that was i think episode number 29 with sarah campbell um, <laughs> um. And Mama's on the move. I'll put the website on the description as well. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your time today, Sarah. And thank you, Dev, as well, for pulling up those pictures and stats and um that that random ass number in the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we always need at least one random statistic, right? right? <laughs> yeah, ninety 99- nine. Percent of statistics are fake. Oh, just joking. Did
0: you read that on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) That was said by Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I I know know what you mean. Yeah, but that's all good. Uh, Thank you so much, Dave. This was something new. We tried, and I think it was it was good, right? right? We looked at a picture and they've showed us um um zoom statistics as well. So I think yeah, but, but thank you so much, uh, both of you for making this worthwhile.
1: Thanks guys. <laughs>
0: Alright, cheers bye. <laughs> cheers guys, bye-bye.